Welcome to an honest conversation on health, serving up discussion and perspective about what health really is. Your health, your responsibility. There's simply no way around it. It's time to own it. You have what it takes. All you need is the knowledge. That's where I come in. I'm your host, Julie Brown. I love this shit. With a nerd's eye view, I'll share the knowledge and help you bring it to life with conscious action, love, and laughter. You've got this. Okay. Hi there, everyone. We're here today at Panorama, looking out in the forest. It's kind of a little bit cloudy, maybe a little bit misty, but it isn't misty in my place because I have here with me today Adele. And to introduce Adele to you, I mean, some of you that are listening know Adele. For those of you that don't, you probably should. She's a little slice of magic who is driven by profound curiosity and joy and with a light touch. She's a lover of art, people, ideas, breathing, shamanism, healing. Every time I go to her house, I come out slightly transformed because there's all these goodies of like, or soma bottles and a sound table that like shakes you somewhere deep in your soul. There's like little transcendent moments with breathing practices and uh, tuning forks and well, anyways, we're here today with Adele. <laughs> Hi, Adele. Hi, Julie. <laughs> thanks for being here. Well, thanks for the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> so I we're going to get down to the questions I want to ask Adele, um, the standardized ones, but don't expect a standardized answer. So Adele, we're going to start with, for you, what is health? It might be a little awkward to begin this way, but I can maybe start easier by telling you and whoever's listening what health isn't. And health is not the absence of disease. I'm just going to say that again. Health is not the absence of disease. Thin does not equal healthy. A lot of sort of um, notions we have about health um, that are deeply ingrained, such as when you say the word health, most people go directly to the physical. And so just to get that out of the way, um, it also isn't constant for any living person. A state of perfect health does not exist in any living person's life for the duration of their life. It's an ebb and a flow. It's... Um, study, it's commitment, it's a lifelong pursuit. And um, health is so multifaceted. I mean, we're, we're, we've got to include physical, mental, emotional, intellectual, spiritual, and um, things even beyond that. But as a basic point of looking at health, there are a lot of categories that need to be addressed. And some categories are we take such good care of our minds and our bodies generally, but a lot of the other stuff gets left under the carpet, like emotions, mental health, and um, you know what are we doing to preserve our intellect? Um, where are we going spiritually? 
Um, and when I say spiritually, I am certainly not referring to religiously. Although for some people that could be a part of it. So, um, you know, that was sort of a long rambling, but health is just a very big world. So I, of course, love that you frame it as health is not simply the absence of disease. Mm -hmm. In part because if we go back and we even decide to go look at the dictionary definitions, which I've done, there was a very old definition several decades ago promoted by the WHO that said health was the absence of disease. Oh, interesting. And then it evolved. There's two other incarnations or evolutions or versions, I guess, of the WHO definition, the latest of which is much more um, inclusive of an idea that it is a reflection of the mental, the physical, um, and the emotional. We should actually, I'll post that as a, as a show note, the current definition and the evolution of the three. But I love that you went there. So you've established to me that it's not the absence of disease. It's the, it's the net of all of these component aspects of health. Yes. And one component or two components, depending on the individual and the time in their journey right now, can be very healthy and the other parts could be very lacking. And so it's health is very tricky too, because many people, you look at them and you think, wow, just look, I, I want what they have. They look so healthy. They're so active. They're so, you know, I just want that. The grass is greener. Well, two things. Maybe they're taking better care of their lawn. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they're masking. Because I can tell you that anyone that we encounter is dealing with some kind of shit. They just are. Um, because none of us are escaping grief. I mean, mm -hmm. grief is global right now. Yeah but we might not be talking about that. So, um, yeah, there are certain aspects of our health at certain times that can be at a premium or optimal level while others are really suffering. Yeah. So this net approach to health is one I love, but I like the addition of the perspective you've added around the masking. I Interesting. Think, I think that's really important because just like you can see these perfectly manicured lawns that are sprayed with a shit ton of chemicals. Yeah. That is clearly not health. Mm -hmm. But it certainly from afar looks like it. And, you know, when I worked in um, in a hospital in southern Ontario, it was I was really young. I was in my early 20s. And it, it certainly had a big impact, especially in the cardiac rehab program where I didn't work, but but Katrine, who you both, we both know and love, worked. Mm -hmm. And I would go over a visit there, and there these be these, sorry, there would be these young, healthy looking, super well put together 40 something CEOs. Right? Super high stress, who just had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Because, and so from the outside, they looked like they'd had everything. They were the quote picture of health. Right. But they certainly were not living any health at that moment. From the outside view, their health situation looked enviable. Mm -hmm. But from the inside view, it was pressure cooker. Pressure cooker. Yeah, I a get pressure that. pressure cooker. Okay, so if we shift the focus a little bit to 
understanding your perspective of health as this net of, I guess, honesty mm -hmm. and realness with self about the different categories of it. Where then do we find this health? Oh, that's such a big question. I mean, um, we're like an archaeological dig. We've got to go looking within and without, and we've got to carefully dust off all the little pieces to find health in its, in, like the, the all-encompassing health. Um, so where do we find it? Well, first of all, You've got to be curious about finding it. Mm -hmm. Then you've got to be committed to finding sources that are credible. Um, you can't get too sucked into, um, you know, the freak out on the internet. You've got to have um, a health team that can be very varied or what's diverse, like, diverse, mm -hmm. and possibly maybe not even agreeing with each other, which um, is going to make you work harder to find your middle ground of what's going to work for you. So health, let's say what's good for you, may not be good for me. And we could take that to treatment, um, allopathic medicine, prescription drug surgery, supplements, nature, herbs, oils, whatever we want to go to, you and I are different, um, bio-individually different people. And if you say, hey, I'm having trouble with insomnia. Oh, I'm having trouble with insomnia too. Mm, I'm taking valerian. Guess what? Valerian makes me really anxious. So you've really got to um, open yourself up. If you're looking for health, open yourself up to a few bumps in the road because you're part of my health team. Um, if you tell me that something's working really well for you, I'm going to give it a try, but I have to be open to guess what? That isn't working for me. Mm -hmm. So I have to find my own cake recipe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love this notion of discernment for an individualized expression of health through resources or actions or, um, products or whatever but this very precise recipe that's suited by you but here comes the question if mm -hmm. you have this health team and they're diverse and they represent such diverse perspectives that they are not in agreement right and now you have to make this decision which Ultimately, we're always making if we're being conscious. We should always be making it. But it's really a, an obvious situation when there's a disagreement amongst the resources that you've chosen. Where do you land and, how, and, and why? Well, I think the only way that I can be credible here is to speak from my own personal experience. And so um, rather than take you back to the womb of my health issues, let's just look at my most current um, struggle. And that is that I just had double knee replacement um, surgery, which I had done during COVID um, in Phoenix uh, with my health team having really, really 
every kind of opinion about that that you could possibly imagine. Can I interject for one second for the listeners? We live in Invermere, BC, and Adele went to Phoenix in in the height of COVID, you know, when Phoenix was a hot mess from a at least what was being shared in the media and certainly within the hospital systems. And it was a very big undertaking. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it, it was a very big undertaking for sure. And so a lot of things had to come into the decision to move forward with that. So um, from my doctor, my, my family physician, to my osteopath, <laughs> to my um, chiropractor, to I could go on and on. My massage therapist, my family, everyone's weighing in. To the point that I'm getting phone calls from certain members of my health team, don't go, I'm begging you not to go. Um, to family members and friends, you know, I really am, am like so worried for you. I don't want you to go, I'm begging you not to go. <clears throat> so I just had to go within listen to myself how important is this i can't do most of the things i love to do because of my knees if i don't go and get this done um, it's going to be a six-year process here to get them done what are the risks well i i could build a pretty safe bubble i thought even amidst you know we know more about the situation now than we did in July but um, my sister came with me so I had someone that I I could count on I felt trustworthy with I mean we built a tube of protection and then I also had to not ignore this voice the time is now to do it the time is right to do it I feel like I'm safe my sister is extremely intelligent to the point that it could make you barf almost and she's like I believe we can be safe I got kicked out of the hospital six hours after double knee surgery because COVID overtook Phoenix I still felt safe I got put in the care of my sister who has no medical training I still felt safe everything pointed to you've done your research you know what's right for you you've built a safe bubble you're going ahead with it. It's the right decision for you. And so I had to block out all of the other noise and know that I know a lot of people that can help me. And I know a lot about helping myself. And I still felt strongly pushed to do this. Did that answer your question, Julie? Well, it certainly takes us somewhere in terms of a landing place, which is inner knowing. Yes. Right? Yeah. It certainly takes us that we can gather all this information and we can be quite conscious about how we gather it and we can be conscious about, you know, even the lens from which we're gathering information, but ultimately to know what's right for our health to express, to, to be able to live in health, we actually have to access a place within us that's, I don't know, I'd like to think of it a bit like a f the health fairy of, of our own soul, but that sounds a little bit esoteric for some. So, um, you know, 
when it's time to move. Like you just know. And if you ignore that, um, what was I giving up by not getting this done? How strong was this fear of COVID in me? Um, how strong is my belief in myself to look after my health if something did go sideways? Do I have the resources in our little town um, if things went sideways to bring me back to center? I strongly, strongly felt that I checked all the boxes that yes, I've got that team. Yes, I've got that knowledge. Um, yes, I need to do this because we live where we live. Lucky us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I always say to people, my life is better than your vacation. And that sounds a little bit awful, but... It does. It, it's a little bit gloaty. It's a little <laughs> bit gloaty, but it's only better than your vacation if you like to ski and golf and <laughs> hike Don't and step back on get that. out in the forest <laughs> and all of those things. But I wasn't able to do any of those things. Yeah. And that's my lifeline and my lifeline to nature. And... Um, <clears throat> I needed to get back to nature so very, very badly. My life was lacking. Mm -hmm. And so this inner part of my heart was saying, if you can't get out in nature, then what are you doing? Hmm. How much are you willing to risk Mm -hmm. to get your life back? The life that you love, the life that you want. I mean, that could spin us in so many directions, right? Because, (laughs) Because life is risk. Yes. And, and, you know, as well, as this very um, exuberant and highly brilliant man, I know, says human humanity or being human is a sexually transmitted disease with a 100 percent mortality rate. <laughs> so, oh, my God. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty frank as a as an approach, but it's honest to goodness true right if you dissect it if I you mean, dissect all it, the elements are there yeah so <laughs> we land on this earth as a person to live out this existence there is inherently risk and there's a certainty of death so the question becomes how are you going to live right and i think when you face a situation like this which is not unfamiliar to a lot of people if we talk about joint replacement and the timing of it and what health is to someone mm-hmm. well if you can't live that's like cutting off your life force well and to take that in another sort of unusual direction um personally speaking i'm a fairly healthy individual i have healthy tissue i have healthy blood flow my kidneys work well you know if we were going to dissect the physicality of me but about 12 years ago i found myself diagnosed with cancer hepatitis rheumatoid arthritis, um, digestive issues, clinical depression, and anxiety. I found myself on 11 prescriptions at one time. And I just thought, oh my God, I got to get off this train. Mm -hmm. And I was vibrating. And the only way, if I want to be really transparent, that I could settle myself down was to drink wine. That's the only way I could stop the buzzing so then I thought, well, where am I going to go with this? Like, I need to, I really need to turn this around. Now, most people might go to the Mayo Clinic or some such place. I don't know about most, but, but some people for sure. Yeah. Yep. I went to see the Dalai Lama. Hmm. And it was like, if I can't get a spark to want to live and get better, hmm. doesn't matter 
what hospital, what doctor, what specialist, what treatment I seek out. If I don't have the spark to move forward, it's all for nothing. Mm -hmm. So that's where I bring spirituality um, into such a big part of it from my perspective. So it needs to be, if we want to break it down mathematically, it needs to be a third of my energy and effort um, to make sure that that part of me is active and alive and growing and vibrant. And, um, you know, for, spir for me, spirituality isn't going to church. It's not the politics that comes with religion. It's... Um, or the rules or the dogma. Or, right. Even though there's lots of things I like about For it. For sure. There's amazing values in some, in some religious beliefs. And, and actually, I would say all of them. Yeah. But for me and where we've chosen to live and the lifestyle we've chosen and what speaks to my heart is to be out in nature. And nature for me is the biggest healer. And that is the source of my spirituality. Mm -hmm. And so to be up in the snow on a beautiful winter day, um, that's my religion. Mm -hmm. That's my church. Mm -hmm. And I think that we can... Um, really learn a lot from how nature interacts, how I'm particularly intrigued with the forest. I'm getting way off track, but the communication, how they mm -hmm. help each other mm -hmm. and how they cooperate. Mm -hmm. And so my health needs to cooperate with the intelligence of nature. Mm -hmm. And anything I put into my body, I want it to have the intelligence to know how to uptake what's being given to me. So sometimes that has to be a prescription drug. Mm -hmm. And it, I mean, if we go back to knee replacement surgery, there's no way you're getting out of that hospital without an opioid. Mm -hmm. It's just not gonna happen. So there are times and places for that. I don't like antibiotics. I've had to take them. You know, um, I avoid them whenever possible. Mm -hmm. But if you've got a raging case of bacterial pneumonia, you're going to look at antibiotics. Yeah. And you know, on that note, you can look at, you can really break down intervention based on the severity of the situation you're in. So of course you want to take the most supportive measures first. We could say the approaches that actually promote homeostasis and regulatory functions of the body. That's the first step. And then the second step would be to begin suppressing things that are way out of whack and that you cannot incite regulation. And then the, and then the, the third of course, are all the, you know, all the antis, right? Antibiotics, antiparetics, anti-inflammatories, anti-inflammatories, because we have to shut some shit down. Yeah. And, and when we are way outside of the norm of, the framework, I guess, of health, where we, we, we start to approach a state that's so out of balance that it's, it becomes a threat to our, our survival. We need to be more direct. And mm -hmm. as we get closer to real health, we need to be more subtle. Right. Um, and this is where I think um, people, they have a hard time with prevention and maybe the money that's spent on prevention. Because it's a bit of a crapshoot. You think, I'm going to spend this much in terms of money and this much in terms of time and commitment to exercise, to supplements, to treat um, alternative treatments. 
to prevent something that I may never get. So that's where people Mm -hmm. are really, sometimes they don't want to roll the dice on that. They're like, nah, I'm not going to get it. But the, the truth of the matter is when you do get it, if you do get some, um, acute situation, um, you kind of have to turn to your doctor. If I lose my, that's where they're brilliant. That's where allopathic medicine, from my perspective, is brilliant in acute situations. 100%. Chronic situations? Not so much. No, you need a health team. You need a, yeah. Yep. And you know what I, having worked in brain injury rehab, I mean, what we can do with modern medical approaches and hospital care and surgery and intensive rehab is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And we now save lives that most certainly would not um, would not make it if it were only for using herbs or a manual approach or you know any other set of natural supportive uh, regulatory based right approaches right Mm -hmm. but it's about knowing what's appropriate at what time and when you when you are no when you reach this point where you're told you don't have disease the only thing i wish would be slightly different in messaging is you go to your doctor and um they run all these tests because you have some symptoms and they don't identify any disease the message would be brilliant if it was hey adele congratulations we do not see any indicators of disease Clearly, you're not experiencing health. So we'd like you to turn away from what this model is. Model is, or hey, the model could actually evolve here, but and turn towards an understanding of what health is, and t- approach health through this more holistic um, mechanism. And you know, I don't want to sound like this isn't happening. The functional medicine movement in the U.S. and the integrative. Um, health movement in the U.S. and other places around the world is tremendous, but this is the direction we have to go, mm-hmm. right? Into this whole health. Okay, I'm going to pivot us here. Okay. Through all the things you've learned, and you've certainly highlighted holism, discernment, knowing, inner knowing, desire to live. With all of that under this umbrella, what is something really critically important that you've learned through this whole process that is an important aspect of cultivating health? Okay. Um, Well, I love that question. And one of the things that um, when I went through that litany of um, things that happened to me all at once 12 years ago, with all those diagnoses of disease, ended up the two of them were misdiagnosed. Hmm. So I've learned, well, to be specific, I didn't have rheumatoid arthritis, but I was treated for rheumatoid arthritis with heavy anti-inflammatories that set off a digestive issue um, in an area of my being that is my Achilles heel. That's my weak zone. So, um, when you, one thing I've learned is when you get a diagnosis like that, first of all, it didn't feel right, but I was so beaten down by, um, you know, being told that I have this and I have this and I have this and I have this, 
Turns out I didn't have hepatitis B. So there's two things there that I didn't have that I was medicated and treated for. And the treatment set off side effects that then I was medicated and treated for. Mm-hmm. And um, who wouldn't end up with anxiety, you know? So um, it affects every aspect of your life. So I've learned that your health, um, you really have to take charge. If it doesn't mm-hmm. feel right, just boldly go and get another opinion. Mm-hmm. I have a very good friend from my... Um, uh, years past, when I was doing a lot of uh, sort of woohoo work, that some people might think, um, he was a virologist and he worked in a lab and he has this PhD in viruses. And he um, said to me, Adele, do you know how many mistakes are made in a lab? If you don't think you've got rheumatoid arthritis, for God's sake, get tested again. Chances are you're right. You don't have it. So I learned that kind of the hard way. Mm. Um, So that's one thing is if it doesn't feel right, get it checked again. Another thing is um, have a diverse health team, um, even if they don't agree, because they certainly pave the way for you to examine what feels right for you, um, what resonates with you, what approach you want to take um, in terms of treatment prevention. If something not, somebody knocks on your door, let's say that's an acupuncturist, it just all of a sudden, it appears to you, open the door. Mm-hmm. It's there for a reason. So um, don't shut your mind down to the possibility that maybe there's a whole lot of validity in energy work. Maybe there's a whole lot of validity in... Um, working with frequencies, working with light. Be curious. Get in there like your life depends on it and put your whole heart behind it. So I think that's what I've learned is um, just be very, very open to possibility. And if something doesn't feel right, chances are it isn't. Sage words to live by. Seriously. Um, well, if that doesn't inspire you to pour a scotch or a glass of wine and sit and reflect, I'm not sure what will. Even an herbal tea would be Or nice. an herbal tea, yes, pardon me, pardon me. I, thank you, Adele, for sharing that. I think that the takeaways of um, be discerning, be curious, listen to your inner knowing Trust this voice within you because that voice is actually speaking for you, not against you. Don't listen to the little monkey on the shoulder that tells you you're not good enough. Listen to the voice that's telling you how to survive and be well. Healing is within us all. Healing is within us, yes. Couldn't agree more. And even if you get dealt the really lousy card, yeah, there are still ways to optimize that situation. Yes, there is health, even in dark places. The -hmm. sun is still shining somewhere. Yeah. And you just have to part the clouds. Yeah, exactly. Thanks so very much for joining me today. Together, we can light the way to better health for you and our planet. 
You can help make this happen by subscribing, sharing this with a friend, and reaching for the stars in a review. If you would like to join me in a conversation or have a request, please reach out. I'm all ears. Check out juliebrown.health for resources and tools to help you on your way. Stay curious and keep learning.